Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Hushmo Black Forum. Here we do it bigger, we do it better, we do it longer, and out of necessity, we'll do it louder than anyone out here. So relax. Here's your host, Hushmo Black.
meant that we could mobilize more quickly than anyone had been prepared to do. I remember when Martin Luther King III and I had uh, went into Cheetah the second time and decided to call the September 20th march, and then Michael Basin got on. On a conference call one night, uh, uh, the chairman and I with our national board members, Freddie Haynes and Jeff Johnson and Dwight Jones and Tucson and others, we raised the initial money for the march on one conference call. And had we not been structured, that could not have happened. And that's why you got to do what God leads you to do, even if it doesn't look like it's popular right then. And some of the preachers that were talking all over TV about being beyond race ended up having to slip in the genus sideways themselves. <laughs> because that's what movements do. Movements make you have to adjust. And when you have a movement, the whole thing has to readjust around that. Because people don't want to hear about your new Mercedes when their kids get locked up. People are not impressed with your private jet if you ain't landed nowhere. And that is what we've been able to do this year, but it began last year. And I think that that is why we've got to keep the structure going, just like now. Martin and, 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 and uh, Charles Steele and, and many of us announced yesterday, we're going to Washington November 16th yeah. because you can't stop at Gina. The right. fight has been, and we laid it out at the first social justice conference at Friendship West in Dallas. This is a fight that started since this nation started. A, not only with chattel slavery, but whether or not this country was going to be controlled by the states or by a centralized government. That's what the Civil War was all about. And what we're looking at is states' rights versus a federal government. Louisiana said we'll handle it in our state. We don't have a hate crime for hanging nuisance for juveniles. We're saying the federal government, but you've got to protect federal law. We're saying Florida's saying, well, the boot camp thing, that's a Florida thing. Georgia said, well, Janalo Wilson, that's a Georgia thing. That's states' rights. And many of us that are in the pulpit don't understand we are not fighting conservatives, we're fighting Confederates. These people are committed to a Confederate form of government. And every time blacks allowed them to slip back into states' rights, that's how they kept slavery under states' rights, that's how they kept segregation under states' rights. The only thing that protects us is a centralized federal government that's held accountable. That's 
going to come down. Because we've got to put this in a real international setting. What I mean by that? About a week and a half ago, I was down in Nassau for the International Diaspora Conference in the Bahamas. I was sitting having dinner with the premier of uh, Turks and Caicos, the prime minister of, uh, uh, of Swaziland, and the uh, president of uh, the prime minister of Bermuda. While I was having dinner with them, my phone rang, and uh, uh, the father of Michael Belk was on the phone telling me they had put him back in juvenile jail. The same judge that was the adult judge that wrongly convicted him and was about to sentence him till we intervene is also the juvenile judge. It's almost like the Andy Griffith show. Same guy everything. He's the juvenile judge, adult judge, whatever. So he said, all right, y'all come here, Marge, you got me overturned on the adults, so I'm going to get them on the juvenile. But what struck me was the head of the state I was having dinner with said, how can your country come to Africa and the third world telling us go with them, not China, when they're doing this? And that's when it hit me, Haynes, we've got to keep the pressure on Washington because they're at the global table trying to negotiate stuff that our brothers and sisters around the world will be saying to them, well, 50,000 people around your Justice Department, you ain't answering, how can we trust you? That's why they want to keep us quiet and tell us marching is old school. Well, hangman news is old school, too, but they're hanging them up. These white kids learn from their forefathers. We are afraid to do ours. So we need to really, really, really mobilize so they don't think it's just some freak of nature we put all those people in Gina. Like the stars were just lined up that time, some accident. They got to know this is real. Right here in Georgia, Janalo Wilson's case. All of this needs to be connected. And my last one is that is what the civil rights part of the movement in the 60s did is they connected Albany and the North Carolina movement and the Georgia movement and brought it all to D.C. The March on Washington 63 was a culmination of local movements that came together and that's what we've got to do on the 16th and going forward. And lastly, tomorrow at 2 o'clock, we're going to open up our Southern Regional Office of National Action Network here on People Street. And it will be the Atlanta chapter office as well as the southern region. We want everybody to be a part of that at 2 o'clock tomorrow. Uh, the address is on the back. All of you that are here in the Atlanta area are certainly invited to come and be our guests. We're going to be here all day. Dick Gregory is already here. He's doing the afternoon session. Uh, Obi Kendrick's already here. Uh, we have great people lined up for you all day. I'm preaching tonight. And then our national board meetings in the morning, and we're going to cut the ribbon on the office. So we're off and running. But I want everybody to leave here. Let us stand up. Marcus Coleman, who has our land at the office, stand up. Yeah. Some people already have given them names that want to do buses out of Atlanta, use the different parts of the country. We need to give up. I told Freddie, Freddie Haynes and West Friendship did 21 buses to Gene. And he called home yesterday after I got Michael Bezos with him and said that we got to do more than that for Washington. We cannot stop. They, are, they, they never saw Gina coming when we announced it. <laughs> they definitely need to be shook in Washington. On, yeah. And we should be able to do those numbers just right there in Virginia and Washington. We want to bring them from all over the country because, again, the Justice Department has not been hit right. So you can't expect them to volunteer something we have not really laid at their feet. When we went and met with John Conyers and the Congressional Black Caucus and went
incredible job. An incredible job, really, in the hearings. But again, where's the follow-up? And our people are ready. The leaders got to catch up with the people. I'll be ready. I'm on the air every day, 40 cities a day. People ready. Where are we going next? And you can't keep leading from behind. You got to be out front with the people. Your people are tired of this. So we need your help. Before Dr. Richardson introduces our speaker, I would like to hear some words from a brother that has really given uh, not only in image but in body. He's been there for the NAACP. He's been there for Rainbow Push. He's been there for us. And uh, he has used his celebrity to help fuel and drive movements, and he knows the law. And I think that it is a real uh, uh, testimony to his uh, leadership and his uh, use of, you know, there was a time that we could expect our leading celebrities to be connected to the movement. That has not been as often as it should be of late, but he has helped to lead that drive back uh, toward the tradition we're used to. And I think it would be appropriate if we hear some words from the one and only Judge Greg
other was talking about how he was in the news and how he went to this paper, he went to that paper. So I'm kidding around and I say, well, I say, well, you Jesse Jackson and you're Al Sharpton. Everybody fell out. The implication was that, you know, they go from city to city as they are alleged to be doing and seek out action. Well, the second part of that phrase was, well, folks say Reverend Jackson and Al Sharpton go around the country, and that's how they're in the media. I say they don't go around the country because they're not wanted. They go around the country because they're needed, and they don't go where they're not called. And so I say today that, Reverend, you are there for us wherever we need you, whenever you're called, and you raise the issue in the consciousness of America, and we need more of that, and we are here for you today, and we'll continue to be there with you. Thank you, Reverend. Thank you all for your support. God bless.
chapter is a blessed gift uh, to our time. And our world is a better place because he uh, has handsomely handled uh, the mantle, the prophetic mantle, passed on by uh, the likes of Adam Clayton Powell Jr. and Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, and that is why we are here today. Uh, I must say this, Dallas will never be the same because uh, Reverend Al Sharpton and the National Action Network came to town uh, to show you how profound a difference and impact was made by Reverend Sharpton. After he came, it was discovered uh, last year that there was a sister uh, in Greenville, Texas, by the name of Shaquanda Cotton, uh, 14 years old, who was unjustly, excessively sentenced uh, to seven years uh, for pushing a teacher uh, there in the Greenville. The same judge sentenced a white girl to probation, basically let her off uh, for burning down a house. Uh, excessive sentencing for the sister, uh, and then the white girl, she basically went free. Well, when word got out that we were going to come together and bring Reverend Sharp into town, all of a sudden, a meeting took place, and Shaquanda was set free. And so it's good to have the threat of a Reverend Al Sharpton, and I'm always blown away by his prophetic brilliance, his courage. Uh, he's always on the case for us, and I echo the sentiments of Judge Mathis, who spoke eloquently. And I, and I really get tired of following Judge Mathis. I've, I've been on programs with him before, and when he got through, I had to pronounce the benediction. And so I don't like uh, getting up behind him, but uh, what Judge Mathis said is on target, and that is Reverend Al Sharpton is there for us. And my thing is, since he's got our back, we got to have his back. And uh, so we thank God for him. And that is why uh, we are committed uh, to bringing as many people as possible from Dallas to D.C. Uh, because it's important that we take a stand and that we be seen uh, in a powerful way saying that justice uh, must be for all uh, in these yet-to-be United States of America. Now, uh, Dr. Aubrey Hendricks is about to speak in a moment, so I basically should just introduce him. That's a bad brother right there. Uh, when you talk about theology, hermeneutics, I mean, you can't get no better than Aubrey Hendricks. He is, he are bad. So, uh, and I know that we have uh, buried the N-word, so permit me to say he's a bad N-word. So, uh, we look forward uh, to what God will do uh, through him uh, in a matter of moments. I also want to give some major props to our host pastor, uh, Pastor McMichael. This is a marvelous, marvelous ministry here.
70% of all persons who are incarcerated are behind prison bars because of petty drug-related offenses. And yet, instead of increasing funding for treatment, we instead continue to build more prisons. That is downright crazy. It's crazy that we have a president who is not elected but selected. As a matter of fact, whenever the selected president walks in, we must all rise and sing hail to the thief. But this president who was selected in the year 2000, sadly, sinfully, and shamefully, has never served a moment of time in the military, and yet he has no problem whatsoever sending our children into a war that was misbegotten and has been mismanaged. Trillions of dollars are going to be spent on a war that we never should have gotten in in the first place. I declare it's a crazy war that has been mismanaged by a crazy president. This is a crazy world. If indeed the other planets are inhabited, I'm sure that this must be the insane asylum. There are crazy things that continue to go on, especially, my brothers and sisters, in our treatment. Watch this. Of injustice. I believe it was Grandmaster Flash in the Furious Five who declared how crazy this thing was back in the day. It's like a jungle. Sometimes it makes me wonder how I keep from going under. <laughs> it's like a jungle. Sometimes it makes me wonder how I keep from going under. And then Grandmaster said, Don't push me because I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my. Y'all ain't been in church all your life. The world is so crazy, it's pushing us close to the edge, causing us to, in a real sense, lose our minds also. This is a crazy world. What can we do about the craziness in this world? Glad you asked. In this nation, there is an insane, insane asylum. In this particular insane asylum, they allow freedom for those who have been incarcerated because of their insanity based on their response to a test that takes place in the kitchen. Check this. In the kitchen, they turn on the faucet, they stop up the uh, sink, and allow the sink to run over with water. The water is now flooding the kitchen. Once the water floods the kitchen, they bring in the candidate for freedom and tell the candidate for freedom, here is a mop. It is your responsibility to clean up. Watch this, this kitchen. Now, if they indeed are candidates for freedom and receive their freedom, they recognize that their responsibility is to go to the sink and turn off the faucet and then clean up the mess. However, if they remain crazy, they continue to mop around the mess. Watch this. The more they mop, the messier things get. Why? Because they're trying to deal with things on the back end instead of, in, of addressing the injustice on the front end. Say it, Freddie, I just did. In a real sense, what we have been guilty of in the 21st century church of Jesus Christ is taking a mop and mopping around the mess instead of turning off the faucet of injustice. It's nice to go to prisons and preach the gospel to those who are locked in prison, but my concern is for those millions of black or hundreds of thousands of African-American males who are now incarcerated in a prison industrial complex. We've got to turn off the faucet. Why? Because they are prisons for profit. Understand, earlier this year, my brothers and sisters, 
Action Network came through Atlanta. And uh, that's Al Sharpton's group, that's I don't know. But uh, they came to Atlanta, had a convention here, and the Reverend Freddie Hayes was there, and I was doing uh, some reporting for uh, my show. Believe it or not, I was gathering material to uh, write my first book and to uh, gather materials for National uh, Black Forum. This way back then, I've been around a long time. National Black Forum has. And uh, he was on the program and delivered that uh, delivered that uh, powerful, powerful uh, message dealing with justice and how uh, and how Amos uh, the that uh, man of prophet from uh, the backside of nowhere, as uh, the Reverend Haynes uh, puts it, uh, called out to the powers that be. He spoke spoke. Truth to power, as uh, the saying goes. Uh, Amos, uh, talking about justice. Uh, that justice rain down as a mighty, uh, mighty river. Uh, yeah, just uh, uh, y'all, y'all uh, pull that down and, and uh, keep it. Hold on to it, clear back in your spare time. Facebook friends, what's up? How y'all doing? Hey, uh, welcome back to the Hushmo Black Forum, y'all. You got me, Hushmo, driving this train this evening. Our model is to do it bigger, to do it better, to do it longer. And out of necessity, sometimes we'll do it louder than anybody out here on Blog Talk. We we don't like to get loud. We really don't. We try to keep everything on an even keel, but sometimes we uh, we have to crank the volume up just to uh, just to get our word in, just to get our message in uh, edgewise. Uh, to say before uh, we put that piece on that we're uh, going to talk about justice this evening and uh, how the various uh, political candidates is uh, dealing with them, talk, talking about uh, equal justice, well, looking at them, and no one was really saying too much about uh, about it, uh, uh, except when uh, uh, the Black Lives Movement uh, come up. Nobody, nobody talking about justice except you now these uh, 20 uh, candidates running for president uh, say anything about justice except when the Black Lives uh, Movement uh, uh, come up. Now here, black young uh, uh, males has been over the last several years has been uh, sh- been shot down like uh, damn near animals in the street, and uh, uh, nobody raise a fuss about it until uh, you have a, a social movement among uh, uh, young black folks uh, uh, screaming out against uh, the uh, uh, system that uh, the powers that be uh, take notice. And then uh, they try to somehow make uh the people who's rolling against uh, the injustice, the villains. They try to <laughs> they try to paint and blame all of uh, the uh, uh, killings on uh, the victims. It, it, it's almost unbelievable how how they uh, uh, try to uh, how to uh, they try to paint uh, the uh, 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 
the real and the against uh, and the uh, slaughter of uh, their people uh, and turn around and blame them for uh, the, uh, the violence and the craziness. I mean, it's, it's crazy. We, we, we've got a whole, each one of these candidates running for office, uh, feet to the fire and make them explain how they're going to go about addressing the needless uh, uh, brutality uh, by uh, 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 police forces across the nation. Uh, by police forces across the nation. How uh, uh, are we going to rein that thing in? we got to rein it in because they are killing people uh, with uh, 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 and, and have a license to kill without any uh, uh, without any uh, consequences. Uh, so they uh, they feel free to uh, just go about their business and to uh, continue to do uh, the crazy things that uh, that they're doing. They they uh, uh, I see where uh, uh, some uh, white teenagers just got shot uh, up there in uh, Michigan, and uh, sure enough, these white families sold them right away. For uh, here's a guy, a uh, young person, uh, who uh, got stopped for a traffic violation for blanking his lights and wound up dead five minutes later. Got pulled over for blanking his lights. Uh, the police pulled him over and said it was uh, some kind of illegal. That's the craziest thing. Now, this, this just don't make no sense. How do you wound up dead for blanking your headlights? How does this? How do you wind up dead? How do you wind up dead? How is it that you wind up dead? It's letting your headlights. I'll never know. It's, it's the craziest thing I've ever, I've ever heard. It's the craziest thing I've ever heard. You wound up dead uh, from breaking your lights. Uh, please wind up shooting you. He's running around talking about he's feared for his life. Get these uh, jokers off the police force. That's uh, 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 so scary and lose control over the situation. They got the gun, a taser, and got a 17-year-old down on the ground on his belly. And somehow you lose control of that situation to the point where uh, you uh, fear for your life. And you got the gun, got the taser. Uh, got this 17-year-old down on the ground on his belly, yet you lose control of that situation to where you fear for your life. That guy don't need to be on the police force, shot. Maybe, uh-uh, he don't need to be on the police force carrying a gun. Uh, uh-uh, that's crazy. I don't know. It looks like it's crazy. Uh, well, because I've got a number and it's crazy. We, we need to hold these uh, politicians who's running for the highest office in the land, how they're going to uh, address it and what they're going to do about it.
Hmm. Oh, I'm just I'm, I'm <laughs> browsing through. Uh, my monitor here. Uh, there's one story about this giant star harboring aliens or somewhere deep in space. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Hey, I want to congratulate uh, the Cubs and the Mets for uh, moving on to the championship game in the National League. I don't follow American League, so I don't know who's, what's going on over there. Seems like a mutual Kansas City. I, I don't know. I don't think. But anyway, baseball season is still going on, y'all. You think here October. And there's November baseball. We haven't got to the World Series yet. <laughs> See, we haven't even got to the World Series yet, y'all. I, you know, I thought the World Series used to be over sometime in October. Here it is. Well, still October, so I guess they still have time. But, you know, I'm thinking that uh, back in the day, uh, the World Series would be uh, on on its way well into uh, you know the final days of that base. So, oh, they going up. They still don't see. No, I don't know. He's a uh, with the baseball almost. They all.
running. That, yeah. Let's carry on. I'm sure we been Safe. That's a crazy uh, statement to make. 
I mean, come on. How? What are you talking about? He kept us safe. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's just crazy. Kept us safe after allowing for 4,000 Americans to be killed? Come on. Who are you going to blame? He's the president. The greatest intelligence apparatus in the world, the CIA, the FBI, the NSA. Come on. Come on. Stop it. Stop saying how safe he kept us. Hey, Facebook fans. Facebook fans, what's going on out there? We got a call in. We don't take many calls, but we do got a free call in number one eight 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 five eight eight three eight one four. Uh it's a free call into the Hushville Black Forum. We don't we, like I said, we don't take many calls out there, but we will from time to time. Uh entertaining. Entertaining a call or two. Got something important to say. We uh we don't mind. We ain't scared. We ain't screwed. We just like to talk out. We like to talk out at the audience. Uh, yeah, it makes it uh, uh, easier uh, a dialogue if I'm always talking, if that's what I'm always talking. And I'm not taking any calls. Obviously, it's going to be an easier thing for me to do uh, to uh, <laughs> put my, uh, hey, it's my show. That's my show. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say what I want to say. I'm gonna say what I want to say. That's for sure. Uh, uh, so that's that. Uh, hmm. We uh the Falcons lost, yeah. The Falcons was five and five and oh going into New Orleans this past Thursday. Uh I know that was gonna be a trick game. You know, they practice that I don't know that crazy stuff down there. Voodoo or whatever. What do they do about that in New Orleans, y'all? Anybody know? I don't have to put something on you. got to watch what you eat. <laughs> don't cross nobody. Don't go out there falling in love with nobody. They have to put something in your food. That's what I've been told. I don't know. I, anybody know anything about <laughs> in New Orleans? I don't know. <laughs> Who that? They beat the Falcons up. I, I know that was a tricky game going down there. It was a Thursday night, a short week. We got to travel a day. We ain't got no rest. We go go out, come out of the Sunday game playing that Thursday game. We didn't win. That was no win. And New Orleans rather beat us than eat. They rather beat us than eat. Yeah, that's that's the gospel. They rather beat us than eat. Yeah, that's just the way it is. They they rather beat us than eat. We had some we had some comfort here. We don't know what happened to us. I guess we left it in the back. 
But uh, yeah, sure enough, <clears throat> we go down there and uh, they spoil our perfect season. They spoil our perfect season, yeah. We uh, uh yeah, we Ten days, so that's the year we can kind of recoup. And uh, who do we play next anyway? I don't even know. Who, who do we have to play now? Anybody got a schedule? I don't know who we play next, but I know that that darn game, uh, that game, uh, that game Sunday went about nothing. We. Uh, That game Sunday was not, uh, we knew that that was going to be a, uh, oh, let's see, we play October 25th, we play the Titans. Uh, hopefully we can, uh, hopefully we can, uh, Yeah, I don't know. I still think Coleman might be still a better, better runner. 
Yeah, we got some great backs. Uh, we're going to put up some numbers running that ball. Let me tell you. We're going to put up some numbers here before this thing is over. We're going to put up some numbers. This thing ain't over that long shot. Uh, in terms of, but I knew all the thing was a trap. We know that was going to be a trap game for us going down there. Uh, going down there in the middle of the week. Uh, we know that that was going to be crazy funny. And sure enough, it was. That's the same thing. We got creases flying around. Y'all on the high school platform. So we do it all on the high school platform. The mission is that usually end up like they were aspirins.
The Hushmo Black Forum, advocated on your behalf by covering news and events affecting the African American community. Check us out at the Hushmo Black Forum, www.blogtalkradio.com.